Thanks, Alinus, our uh, scripture reader for this morning. Uh, Today, I I just want to take a few moments and share a story. It's a story told by a guy named Soren Kierkegaard many years ago, uh, a parable that might help us understand the significance of the Christmas story. So once upon a time, there was a great and powerful king who decided to go out one day and survey his domain. And so he takes his chariot and rides through all the villages and cities of his great kingdom. And as he's riding at one point, he looks out and he sees this young maiden who is working in the fields. um, uh, And from the moment he sees her, he loves her. When he gets back to his castle and his palace, he can't stop thinking about her. All he wants is to be with her and to make her his bride. But here's the problem. She has no royal pedigree. She has no education. She has no standing in the royal court. She's dressed in rags and lives the life of a poor peasant. So why he should love her? There is no explanation, but love her he does, and he cannot stop loving her. But the more perplexing question that came up in his mind was this. How could he declare and reveal his love to her? For the chasm that separated the king and the peasant was far too great. So one day his advisors come to the king, and they say, Your majesty... All you have to do is say the word, Uh, issue a royal uh, decree, and at your command, she will come to the palace where she would be required by law to become your queen. For you are a great and powerful king. Uh, Other kings tremble before you. Every prince fears your wrath, and every servant grovels at your voice. And so this poor peasant girl would have no power to resist she would surely comply and become your queen. But he realized power, even unlimited power, cannot command love. The king could force her to be present in his castle, but he he could not force love to be present in her heart. So the king thought, I could gain her obedience this way, but forcing submission is not what I want. I want her to love me. I want true intimacy. I want oneness in spirit. And all the power in the world cannot unlock the human heart. It has to be opened from the inside. So his, his advisor suggests another plan. Your majesty, you could show up at her house and you could shower her with gifts, dressing her in the finest silk, fitting her with the rarest jewels, and then you can make her queen. As he thought about that, there were a lot of complications to that. For every royal visitation required a whole band of trumpeters uh, that went ahead telling people of the king's arrival, followed by a whole whole, uh, procession of horses and chariots that would cause the streets to rumble and the skies to, to shake. And finally, a herald would arrive to prepare everyone for, the, for his arrival. And so the king... I reasoned, when she sees all of my wealth, all of the grandeur, all of this power and greatness, she will certainly tremble and be overwhelmed by it. And in that moment, she may be impressed by all the royal gifts. She would surely take my hand, but I don't know if she would really love me. Love me for who I am and not just because of what I've given her. And I don't know if she would really know that I love her 
and I would still love her even if she were to remain a humble peasant. You see, the king didn't want a cringing subject. He wanted a bride. He wanted a lover. He wanted an equal. He wanted her to forget that he was a king and that she was a humble maiden. And so every alternative scenario that he came up with came to naught until one day he realized what he must do. There was only one way he could be with her and know for sure that she really wanted to be with him. So one day, the king rose, he took off his crown, he relinquished his throne, he laid aside his royal robes, and he took upon himself the life of a peasant. He dressed in rags, scratching out a living in the dirt and groveling for food. The only way to win her heart and to bridge the gulf that was between a king and a peasant was not to elevate her to his level, but rather to humble himself and to descend down to hers. That's a story that philosopher Soren Kierkegaard tells. And it's a great story that, that really parallels the Christmas story. Right? Here is a story of a great God who longs to bring a people into his family to share his life and his kingdom with. So instead, of, so instead of demanding that we rise to his level, he comes down to earth and he becomes one of us, to live among us. And here's where the great tragedy is. According to the Gospel of John, we, we rejected him. We received him not. And yet at the point of our greatest rebellion, what he does is he actually chases after us. He doesn't let us go. God comes and he dies. He gives his life for us so that we, self-oriented rebels, would be reconciled to God. And so it is when God seeks to gain our love, our love that is freely given and unforced, not by some superior power, but love that is born within our hearts. This is the significance, this is the power of the Christmas story. Would you bow your heads? and pray with me.